All right, girls, welcome to episode four of Strong Girls Talk. We are going to talk today about functional fitness and what's involved in this type of training. So if you ever had any questions about functional fitness, hopefully they'll be answered within this podcast. Um, As always, guys, we appreciate your support. Please like, share and subscribe and we look forward to seeing you on the next one. Thanks. Bye. Welcome to the Strong Girls Talk podcast, ladies. We're here to talk all things fitness, mindset and health practical to the women we train. My name's Ellie and along with my sister Georgia and cousin Kayla, our mission is to help empower you to be stronger and fitter, not only physically but mentally as well, ready for all that life throws at you. As coaches of our own gym providing functional fitness for women, we not only coach our clients on how to do deadlifts, squats or pull-ups, We want to help you on your journey of self-confidence and body love. So if you're looking to improve your life with awesome breakthroughs, advice on nutrition, training and mindset specifically for women, you've come to the right place. Let's go. Do you want an intro? Alright, when you're ready. Hi guys, this is the Strong Girls Chat about lifting heavy shit. Alright, today we're going to talk more specifically about actually training, about what we do in the gyms, okay, uh, talking about balance, muscle balance, functional fitness, why it's important. We're going to talk more specifically about like programming and, you know, why specific moves are important and yeah, so... Science behind it. That's right, so more specifically about actually training which is the the main thing and, and I guess the differences between training and exercise or training and physical activity as well because they're sort of yeah. used interchangeably but they're not yeah really the same thing like yeah there are a lot of people who say oh yeah I did like exercise yesterday like I went for a 30 minute walk but we want to talk more about like I guess strength training but not just strength training but also mm-hmm. fu- functional training, training for a purpose yeah f- which is basically functional fitness yeah so following a structured program which is going to deliver you certain results that you're after yeah perfect so let's define functional fitness like what is functional fitness go for it Elle. <laughs> thanks <laughs> well um i guess i think the term is probably thrown around a little bit too much these days which is fine for sure um however i guess the basic premise is you're training with a per- with a purpose to be able to move in a functional way um which transfers into everyday life so for example if you pick something if you pick your child off off the ground yeah. um that's a clean know, bro <laughs> yeah man <laughs> clean that kid off the ground get a you get a deadlift them off the ground to get them from a to b um if you put a bag in an overhead locker in a plane you're essentially performing like a press variation mm-hmm. um so all these types of move move we want to build um, a good base so that you can perform them in everyday in everyday life. Yeah, and uh, you know, after talking to people before and after maybe a year of joining a functional fitness gym, you know, the changes they feel in their lifestyle. Oh, I can play in the pool with my mm. kids, or I found it easier to walk upstairs, or let's say you're walking on like uneven surface, like you've got to jump. I don't know. Let's say you're on the beach and you're walking on the rocks or something. It's much easier once you have, like, stability and things like that. So uh, it's definitely a big difference in your life from sort of not moving that well to moving well. And that's the kind of – that's what you'll gain from from doing functional fitness. And also building that mind-muscle connection as well. So Mm -hmm. when you're repeating a movement over and over, you're building that muscle memory and 
your muscles can sort of remember, you know, how to do that movement, how to be yeah. specifically like for certain movements. Yeah, you can do it without thinking basically. Yeah. Yeah, so fun fact, when I started training, <clears throat> I couldn't lift my arm over my head to do like an overhead press properly, like with the, I guess, with the right technique, mm-hmm. um, because my shoulder was so tight from carrying my uni bag with my like laptops and textbooks oh, and stuff. Classic. Yeah, on, on my shoulder. So I literally couldn't lift my right arm past like my, I don't know, my like, nose. Yeah, yeah, it was so, it was so tight. Um... And, and so now you can lift friggin' eighty kilos. Yeah, bar. Um, so, so I think, um, and also I couldn't squat as well. Like I couldn't do a, a yeah. deep squat. Yeah, I don't think I could either. I think a lot of people assume like, oh, the coach, they they're just flexible, they can do it, kind of thing. But like we all started off. I could not do it at all. Like I was literally like, and it pissed me off. I really, <laughs> like I got yeah. really annoyed. We don't like to not be able to do things the first time we try them. <laughs> I think I actually had a, a little tear in my like labrum in my hip. When I first started and like my just mobility was just so restricted and then we started doing the mobility like and you know it went away like it improved. I was just doing like running and sprinting and stuff like that and yeah started doing that. Yeah the first time the first time I realized I wasn't mobile that we were at the gym me and Ellie here um she's like she's been in the fitness industry longer than me and she basically sort of taught me the way and she was like all right now squat like keep your heels on the floor get your hips down keep your chest up kind of thing and I was just like hinging from the hip and I couldn't get my hips below my knees like it was so bad and she was like oh and I just said like oh well I can't do that because like my body doesn't do that kind of thing like (laughs) making up excuses but obviously I realize now that like if you you don't do those movements then you're not going to that be able to do those yeah. movements. Everyone yeah. can do it. Everyone can press overhead. Everyone can squat. Everyone can we did essentially babies. overhead squat. Exactly. It just takes a little bit of, like obviously I was only 19, so it happened a little bit quicker for me. If you are older, obviously it's harder to reverse it, but it is absolutely possible. And that's the that's the way the body works. The mm. body works. You can you should be able to do chin ups, push ups, overhead presses, all that things like we do. Everybody we, should yeah. be able to lift their own body weight. Yeah. Once at least. So like a push up. Yeah. A squat. And I guess that's also the base of functional movement. I mean yeah. we we come from we come like, you know, back in the day, as in like millions of years ago. No. <laughs> Hundreds of thousands of yeah. years ago. So, there we go. I'm like, no, yes. <laughs> you know, we come from apes. So, um, and we come from sort of cave, like cavemen, so we would have been like climbing things, um, pushing things, yeah. pressing up, probably doing chin-ups, muscle-ups, all that stuff. So we do have the the bodies to do it, but I guess now we don't really need to as much. We've got machinery, we've got cars, we've got everything does it for us, so we have sort of lost the ability that we would have had and you can see with babies you make a baby hang from a bar they can hang uh pretty easily it's like i can't even do that yeah Yeah. toddlers can do like the perfect squat like if you go watch them they'll pick an object off the ground they'll squat down they'll pick it up and i guess it's our lifestyles which have really impacted how we move so from an early age, we learned to sit on a toilet from an early instead of squatting, which is what we would usually do. Yeah. On um, a side note, <laughs> Ellie's got a little thing on her toilet. Squatty potty. Yeah. I've got the squatty potty. If you don't know what a squatty potty is, go and get one because it's great. Yeah, they're actually really, really good. They actually squat when you poop. Yeah. And, and they, it's easy to get to bowel poop. Position. Otherwise, you can get a hernia. Is that right? 
I don't know if that's fake news, but <laughs> um, it does make it easier to poop. I'll give you that. Yeah. Um, anyway, so uh, well, who's that um, trainer that um, they work backwards from how kids move? So um, start of crawling. Yeah. So, um, okay, it doesn't matter. Um, I thought Callum might know, but it's fine. Um, so essentially, essentially, if you watch like little kids move and how, like, if you put a little kid in a functional gym, they'll very easily do a bear crawl. They'll very easily do downward dogs. They'll very easily be able to squat. They'll very yeah. easily be able to hang and hold their own weight. They'll very easily be able exactly. to do a burpee. All these movements are quite innate with them. Um, but what happens, I guess, is as we get older and we have a certain lifestyle. Um, our muscles tighten and we lose that ability to be able to move properly. Yeah, we so, get really good at sitting. Mm-hmm, we get really good at sitting. We're and hunching sit. over a computer. Yeah. yeah. And it's also super important on the other end of the spectrum when you are older, if you, you know, it's common now for people to, you know, have falls and stuff, you need to be able to lift your body weight up off the ground. Yeah, it's mm. like essentially... So you can get yourself to hospital. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Call for help. Yeah. Um... But what was I going to say? Also, um, you know, it's that principle of use it or lose it, really. You know, if you don't use it, you're going to lose it. So they say one of the biggest um, nowadays, one of the biggest indicators of longevity is actually your mobility, so your ability to move well. Mm. Um, And there are a few, like, tests you can do to see um, uh, whether you will have that longevity um, and they've found quite a strong correlation between people that are able to complete these tests versus people that mm. actually can't. Yeah, a lot of people, a lot of uh, like elderly people, the people who are lasting longer, kind of thing. That's basically what le- longevity means. Like usually yeah. the people who are still bike riding when they're you know eighty five or whatever, um, still squatting down, still able to pick stuff off the floor, still able to get in and out of the car. And once you start to lose it, those abilities. Uh, like you lose quality of life, obviously, um, and then you lose it more and more because you start doing less. Mm. So, mm. yeah, it, like mobility is important. And a lot of people don't see that now because they feel they, they're getting by, do you know what I mean? Like they mm. can do everything that they need to do, which is basically get up from your bed, um, get in the car. And if you do, if you, you know, if you are struggling to get your bag overhead, there's probably someone there that's going to help you get it up and over kind of thing. Mm. But, I mean, I I feel since uh, coming from being immobile to being mobile and being able to immobile is that just less mobile less mobile (laughs) immobile you're not moving at all (laughs) right sure less mobile to to mobile Um, I definitely feel very liberated like it's it feels. I hate not being able to do stuff. Mm. I hate not being able to squat. I hate not being able to lift something over my head. I hate mm. being restricted like that. So you definitely do uh, feel extremely liberated to uh, be able to move freely. And you feel like, you know, nothing can hold you back. Like someone's, if someone wants you to lift a bag overhead or if someone wants you to run up these stairs to get something or whatever it is, yeah. it's not like, you know, oh, fuck got to go up that hill that's going to be a pain in the ass like you just do it because you have that fitness behind you and it's it it is quite liberating yeah I never really thought about that like the limitations people might have because they you know don't follow some sort of training program or they're not physically as fit as they could be Mm -hmm. like oh I've got to go up these stairs or shit I've got to go up a hill like for me that's just like such an issue yeah you just end up avoiding it and your quality of life's a bit 
Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, let's get into the specifics. So um, functional training, there's this three, would you say three components? There's the strength, the cardiovascular and the mobility? Or the yeah, I would say there's, any, well, there's quite a lot of... <laughs> there would be like, I guess, like the neurological ones. So like it would be like balance, coordination, accuracy. Um, and this is probably taking a little bit from... CF1. <laughs> CF1, boom. Um, That's your CrossFit um, Yeah, I think there are seven or something training principles. Yeah, you've got, like, agility and coordination, stability, Mm. stamina. I mean, there's a lot of factors that go behind it. Yeah, well, let's say – so say you have – let's just focus on the 10 because I think it's easier to kind of explain it. So you have, um, I guess, like, strength, power, flexibility, stamina, cardiovascular, um, fitness – um agility. accuracy agility um balance endurance, endurance and there's one more Did stability I say? maybe stability um but you have all these factors these 10 like components let's say and not every movement is going to require all 10 so if we look at a deadlift yeah. doesn't really require any endurance um, doing lots. <laughs> yeah, unless you're doing a lot of them. Let's just say you're doing one heavy deadlift for one, like a one rep max deadlift. It doesn't really require any um, that much cardiovascular or yeah. um, stamina, um, or for that matter, it probably doesn't require heaps of flexibility. Certainly not as much as like a snatch or a clean. Yeah, um, but definitely. You need to be uh, mobile. But, if you're yeah. tight, you're not going to be able to do it with a flat back. Yeah, you need like a certain amount, but um, obviously for other movements, it's a lot more. Mm. Um, but you need a lot of, you would need power and strength and um, I guess balance and things yeah. like that as well. Um, Whereas we look at like a marathon runner, for example, they probably don't need that much um, strength or um, power, but they would need a lot of stamina and endurance um, mm. and cardiovascular fitness. Yeah. Um, and obviously we would advise that they do some sort of flexibility and um, mobility training, but um, it's quite often the case that you find that they don't really have the ability to do like a proper squat and things like that because they're so focused on their niche. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing with sport, I guess, like every sport is going to be focused on a certain niche. So that's why you have different body types for different sports. Yeah. So if you look at a marathon runner, it's a very, very different body type to a weightlifter. Um, and that's just because they're trying to achieve a certain goal. So I think you have to decide, you know, if you're doing a sport, obviously you've got to cater those elements to suit your sport perfectly so you might want to give up power and strength for endurance and stamina for example if you're a marathon runner if you're a weightlifter like you don't need to be going for 10 more than like a 100 meter run (laughs) like although I would say like in the last few years CrossFit's um, proved to be quite incremental in showing weightlifters that being a lot fitter generally has its benefits in terms of lifting uh, which is quite interesting yeah it's, it's very very interesting but if, if you are going for just a health and like an all-rounded sort of mm-hmm. just to improve your general health and your general fitness and your general quality of life, then it's a good it's a good idea to get all 10 of those components chucked into your training somewhere. It's good yeah. to go for runs. It's good to do lifting. It's good to do a bit of everything to improve your overall mm-hmm. quality of life because you do need it. But as Ellie said, yeah, everyone does. Like you will find you will be specifically probably better at, at something. Like everyone mm-hmm. is very different. And their body types, and we talked about how everyone looks different, and that kind of also comes down to like what you're good at. Like for example, some people can bulk up in the legs quite easily, but the upper body stays sort of uh, 
well, what's yeah. the word? Like not bulky, basically, yeah. or, or, or vice leaner. versa, <laughs> leaner, yeah. kind of thing. So if you do have legs that bulk up easily, then you're probably going to be like a good power lifter. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, Olympic lifter. <clears throat> and this will come down to, I guess, like people have different muscle Squatter. fibers, so you yeah. have fast twitch and slow twitch muscle fibers, mm-hmm. um, and different amounts of muscle I guess like everyone will have um have an ability to grow muscle in a certain way um so it just depends on a little bit of like your genetics and what you're more I guess prone to being able to to do yeah and I suppose people see that naturally like when you gravitate towards certain sports yeah um or even like in the kind of training that we do when you gravitate to certain workouts so Mm. like oh there's a 30 minute uh, AMRAP or a 30 minute like cardio workout oh, I'm really excited and then half of the other people in the room are going to be like oh shit 30 minute workout like, <laughs> yeah, I wish yeah. it was just lifting so you've got like the things that you like are usually the things that you're good at and I would I would encourage to to improve your uh, fitness to try and sort of get good at the things that you're not good at because mm. you're already good at the other things so yeah, you're already exactly, yeah. excelling in that so if you are not very good at lifting heavy then just Go for that. Go for that. <laughs> yeah. I definitely found as an example though, like um, what, back when I was playing football, I was um, training with a sprint coach and just all of a sudden, I, I don't know, well, I now know why, but all of a sudden I just started getting really fast and I was like, what have I been doing different? Everyone was like, Kayla, what have you been doing different? And I just started doing powerlifting. Mm. So literally that power had crossed over yeah. to that, that sprinting. Yeah, exactly. And those fast twitch muscle fibers. Yeah. Um, should we talk a little bit about uh, balancing uh, training and yeah. using the correct muscles for... Well, I thought I might ask, because Kayla's obviously the physio, um, just about, I guess, um, the maybe basic strength principles of like, you know, I guess you have your muscles that hold up your skeleton in certain ways and obviously um, they're going to work together to hold yourself in... Mm-hmm. Um, and and create certain movement patterns so if you have like a dysfunctional movement pattern that's not very good because you're more likely to increase your risk of injury versus a functional movement pattern um in the way that you move so that you can build the correct muscles to hold that skeletal um system in place in the right places um but also very important to have you know strong uh tendons and ligaments to be able to hold Mm. everything together like having good tissue tolerance yeah yeah. yeah, exactly. It's all about tissue tolerance at the end of the day. How much can you? Yeah, well, stand? um, oh, there's so much I could talk about here. Maybe, maybe just, <laughs> maybe just, maybe just really basic, like what, yeah. what's kind of the philosophy behind um, it. And... So there is a trade-off between strength and mobility mm-hmm. a little bit, so that it is a bit of a balancing act. Like, um, you could be super strong, super bulky muscles, and just not have that range of motion because you know there is so much bulk in that muscle and they're tight and they're just restricting your range of motion through your joints. Yeah. On the other hand, you've got like hypermobile people who uh, tend to be uh, have less strength, a little bit less strength, like relatively speaking. Yeah. Um, and then they'll have you know a different different kind of injury yeah. um, due to that as well. Um, so you when, kind of need to find that perfect. Yeah, level. there is a bit of, like there is a, a trade off. And what about the strength versus, I guess, stability? Um... Yeah. So okay, for an example, like your hip joint, right? So it's uh, has to be a stable joint. You need to um, be able to walk, stand, balance everything on that. So you know, you've got your glutes are quite a big muscle. You've got your quads. You know, they're all surrounding the hip. Quite big muscles. Stable joint. Uh, ball and socket joint so um, you know your femur your thigh bone 
uh, is up in your pelvis there and it's like really stable it's quite deep in the socket so for that stability and you don't have as much range of motion as another ball and socket joint in the body which is the shoulder so same like that ball and socket joint but your shoulder can move you know like crazy amounts like almost like 360 degrees or whatever well, not quite that much but um, it's a less stable joint. Um, the muscles around the shoulder are smaller. So you've got like all your rotator cuff muscles in there, um, you know, trying to stabilize your shoulder, but it is a more mobile joint. So it's yeah. more, complex, yeah. more complex. Yeah. It's, so you yeah. might be strong in your shoulders, but not necessarily stable, yeah. um, which for example is what happened it happens to a lot of people, actually. It happened to yeah. me. Um, and it happens to a lot of uh, fitness. Mm. So with the shoulder joint, you, you might have strength in pressing mm. and pulling, but that's not necessarily rotating cuff strength or stability. Yeah, exactly. Which can actually cause quite a bit of injury. So you have to make sure that if you are uh, doing functional fitness, you're doing pressing and everything, that you're doing sort of like power band stability work and rotator cuff work as well. Mm. And if you're training now and you're like, what the hell is rotator cuff work? You might want to just ask your trainer, um, whoever it is, or if it's in here. I know that we do, obviously, in the warm-up. That's when we dedicate time to doing like more sort of – it's called prehab. So it's basically like preventative, preventative uh, shoulder health and hip health and stuff like that. Super like important. I think most functional gym sort of do that sort of prevention or after or if there's if it's not in the program then you should just ask a trainer like what's some mm. good prehab uh, shoulder exercises I can work on before yeah. class I guess we see like class. a lot of like obviously the joints uh, joint health um, is quite important so I guess that's where like most of the ligaments and tendons and stuff hang around and you hang, can, out. hang out you know chilling out and um, I guess uh, for a lot of people like obviously building strength is important and, and doing all those um, mm -hmm. Big compound movements is always really fun um, and gymnastics movements as well. Like we do a lot of that um, at our gym as well. But it's very important to make sure that these joints can actually handle the amount yeah. of pressure that you're putting on them um, so that you don't get injured. And, I suppose and you do that by doing these sort <laughs> of banded um, sort of stability exercises. And I would say that like obviously injuries, like I guess there's two types. There's, you know, you have like an acute injury, which would be like an impact injury. So say you jump down and um, uh, hit, your, hit your knee, knee on something and, it, you know, or um, it happens a lot, I guess, in like a, a sports environment, for example, rugby. like a rugby or something like that, where you, um, where there's a high impact and they, you know, their ACL just rips off because someone's bashed into their knee. Mm. Um, that would be like an acute injury or if you roll your ankle or something like that, I guess that's probably more an acute injury. Mm. Um, and then I guess you have these... Um, I guess like a longer term kind of overuse, overuse injury where it's called overuse, but it's also more like uh, can be prevented by yeah if you have good yeah. strength yeah. strengthening and stabilizing. So you've mm -hmm. got you've got um, sort of how you think of it. You've got um, abnormal tissue under a normal load that's going to give you issues. Yeah. If you have um, abnormal load with normal tissue, that's going to give you issues as so well. So what do you mean by an abnormal tissue? Abnormal tissue, so like, you know, not um, like 100% how it should be. So it's not healthy. Like that. Not healthy. Yeah, 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 so like, I don't know, if, not... you're, if you're tight or... Yeah, um, either or. So yeah, if, the it's if the fascia is knotted or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So just like something that's a bit not how it should be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then if you've got abnormal tissue, abnormal loading, it's a disaster. <laughs> You're screwed. <laughs> yeah. So you need normal tissue, so like normal muscles and ligaments and fascia, 
and then uh, an appropriate load. Yeah, appropriate load, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so a lot of people, um, yeah, it's just, yeah, yeah, it is finding that balancing and it is progressing as well because, you know, if you do too much too soon, you're going to yeah. have injuries. If you're not progressing yeah. enough with certain things. Then and you can definitely uh, well. help your body sort of, uh, withstand acute injuries better if you are more stable and strong and everything like that. Yeah. Obviously, if you get absolutely smashed, like there's a certain point that it can't handle. Mm. But it, like, you're probably much less. Sorry, much. No, no, you're less likely <laughs> to like roll your ankle doing a bow shuffle if you have a strong, have strong, stable, strong, ligaments, stable yeah. ligaments and muscles surrounding the joint. And another thing that we can talk about a little bit is like just um, like the difference between like a lot of people have the problem with their shoulder. It's not just stability, but they actually have so much pec strength and uh, pushing strength and they kind of leave their back out of it. Because, it's the balance. Yeah, yeah it's, it's easy to do like push-ups and presses and everyone sort of knows about bench press and all the different chest press, but like there's not that much pulling like in – so people who haven't had a trainer who just sort of go to the gym and, and they do bench. legs and then they think they're doing arms as just push-ups and just pushing and then they don't pull, eventually you end up with an imbalance and your shoulder does come forward and then you can create injuries like that. So everything's got to be balanced mm. and in place you've got push and pull, horizontal, vertical, and then you've got the same with your legs. Yeah, you've got the front and back planes of motion. Yeah. Um, Doing that as well creates not only like it creates muscle imbalances, but it also creates problems with motor control as well. So you know people who are yeah like they might be super bulky in their in their chest, and that brings their shoulder, shoulder forward, forward and um, like sort of that like hunched over position. If you're in that position all the time, then that muscle just adapts to that. Like your body is amazing. Like it just adapts. Yeah. Like it wants to adapt. So um, if you're in that position, just even, you know, like training your back, loosening your pecs, sometimes it just isn't enough because your mind-muscle connection is in that position all the time. So it's really also a conscious effort of getting, um, you know, like Sitting training up. your posture again, like yeah. retraining everything like that <clears throat> as well with the motor control. Um I also wanted to speak about um, the FIT principle. So for training, like specifically, um, if anyone hasn't heard of the FIT principle, it's like to um, frequency, intensity, time, and type. So if you yeah. uh, are looking to improve, you've got to focus on those those four components as well. Like yeah. So for, like progressing and stuff like that. So for an example, with strength training, um, if you're lifting the same weight, same rep range all the time, you're not really going to improve. You, you know, your body adapts to that, but you need to progressively overload um, to get that, you know, that benefit and that training. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Training adaptation. Um, so, yeah, you need to either be changing up your frequency, your intensity, the time that you're spending on the exercise and yeah. the type as well. Yeah, so it's basically like the variables that you can change to adapt and improve. Yeah. 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 I suppose you see people that go to the gym day in, day out, and they have exactly the, the same, same routine, yeah. exactly the yeah. same weight. Yeah. Um, I used, when I was a PT, like you see it quite often, like they just do the, exactly the same thing. And they, like for years, they would look exactly the same and mm. be doing exactly the same thing. And it just doesn't, you know, if your body's used to something and it's a, yeah. you know, can do it then it you know it's like, I think right. for a lot of people going to the gym is just about like ticking off 
gym for the day mm. or like or how many calories they burn like that's kind of their variable mm. but then I guess for us the variables are the fit principle so yeah. changing all those things to get better yeah and, and, and that's definitely a way to improve your life yeah. and you've got to like you've got to hit those different um yeah those different components of fitness as well like so say your main goal is strength training right so yeah. strength training your principle you've got your eight to twelve rep range okay mm -hmm. you've Fat, you need to be sort of like failing yeah. or fatiguing in that sort of rep range. You know, after a few weeks, you, you're able to go from 8 to 12 reps. You might be able to do more than 12 reps. You'd put more weight on and go back down yeah. to 8 um, and start there and build it up that way. Um, or you can change up the number of sets you're doing. Um, yeah, you just for, need to be changing something, do more sets, do more weight yeah, or do more Specifically reps. for strength. For... Um, Cardiovascular fitness, you've got your three um, different, what are they called, the energy systems. So you've yeah, got your ATP anaerobic, system, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, anaerobic, anaerobic and your aerobic. aerobic system. So your ATP system lasts for like less than 10 seconds or around mm -hmm. 10 seconds. So anyone can do 10 seconds of work before that ATP system that um and, yeah, yeah and then yeah and then you you sort of they overlap a little bit but you move into your anaerobic system where you yeah. know your muscles are doing the work but you know there's not that oxygen coming in and yeah. that can be sustained for i think around six, three minutes yeah. or something like that yeah you can train it depends on who you are you can train those you can train <laughs> those, <be> one minute. <laughs> those thresholds as well so you've got like your upper limit of doing all those things and and you know elite athletes will train that anaerobic system so they can be in that state um, yeah. for as long as they can before the aerobic system takes, um, over. takes over and you need to start, you know, getting that oxygen to the muscles and yeah, breathing. It's like and going like for a run versus maybe doing like a three-minute sprint on the, on the rower mm -hmm. to – like doing a snatch or yeah. two snatches and it's yeah. very sciencey with all the chemicals and chemical reactions that are going in like that the body's going through it's real sciencey the body's so. real sciencey it's a science <laughs> going on don't, in don't, here you a lot we don't know as well but yeah. yeah okay cool well let's finish off by um i guess what would you say is well how do you find like a good program that's gonna suit you and how do you why don't, like, I'd like to hear personally. Well, why don't you tell us a bit about a coach when you're programming? I was going to say, why don't Sorry. you tell us your fitness story and how you got into where you're training now mm. to finish off so that uh, they can see, like, how you found, like, your coaches and they can do the same thing. Well, I found Ellie because... I'm, I'm me. <laughs> well, because she was, like, told me that I couldn't squat, like I said before, and I was like, that's... I don't like to not be able to do shit. <laughs> So, um, anyways, I started my PT thing, and that's and you're how a skier I kind of got too, into it. like that could transfer. Oh yeah. yeah, well, I was a gymnast and a rower, so I've always like been moving. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think it was more about moving functionally that became like obviously rowing is like functional. You're moving a boat on the water. Um, gymnastics <laughs> is functional to another level. Maybe if you're an ape or something, but <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, if you need to do like giants around a bloody uh, tree. tree branch or something but ninja um warrior. yeah yes yeah, she's, she's ninja warrior she's ninja warrior functional stay tuned george wilson on ninja yeah warrior. so if you were a ninja gymnastics is really functional for you um but yeah i guess i guess for me it's all about uh just feeling liberated and uh having no restrictions to being living life to the fullest <laughs> nice 
Caleb. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, well, I guess for me, I always grew up playing sport. So, um, yeah, just, you know, soccer, basketball, like such a tomboy, just all the <laughs> foot, touch footing and stuff like that. So, um, I, yeah, was always sort of training, doing athletics and stuff like that. Um, so... I sought out a sprint coach when I was training. And so I just, you know, I love running. I love sprinting. Um, and like the technical side of that has also helped with, um, you know, some people just can't sprint. Like you're like, oh, everyone can run. But just, you know, the technique of it, just sometimes it's it doesn't just, come naturally to some yeah, people. Yeah, it's just so technical. So, <laughs> yeah, so I've, I've dabbled in like sprint training, uh, strength training as well. Uh, for football um, I just noticed when I started doing the strength and the weight resistance training that my body shape just changed and it was easier to maintain that I mean like we've heard Ellie's story about how she was trying to be skinny like that yeah that was me for a bit too like running for ages on the treadmill and and all that but I just found after I started weight training like it was just so much easier to maintain like a, a, a lean a, yeah, yeah a leaner body shape and I could eat more and easy to keep the fat felt off. stronger and yeah it was great so um I guess incorporating that you know that cardiovascular side and then the strength side and then coming in to do this functional training was just like bam yeah it was like I was like ah, I love this and then uh and that high intensity as well like it's just it just pushes your limit it just pushes your limits and, uh, but yeah, like I did gymnastics and, and ballet growing up, but that's, I guess, a bit of a weakness of mine. So coming into the gym and working you mean on gymnastics that, is a weakness. Yeah. 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 Um, and yeah, that mobility side, I guess, because I was, you know, running in, in that sort of, I guess, track. Yeah. restricted, like well, shorter range of motion stuff. And then doing the weightlifting, I felt a bit tight tight doing like I would only squat to 90 degrees or something and then coming in and doing sort of that more mobility gymnastic stuff and it's it's something to work towards as well like it's it's a goal and like yeah it's a weakness but mm. the more weakness you do it goal, yeah. yeah exactly the more you do it the better you are and I used to hate I used to hate wall balls because I don't know why but I think a lot and, of people share that yeah, and then I just, and then okay. Ellie programmed, like, so many warbles, like, one week, and I was just like, wow, these are getting easier, like, mm. awesome, and it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's great. Yeah, simple. don't hate the program when they program heaps of shit that you don't like, because it's good for you. Yeah. You get better at it. Yeah, you always find, um, I guess, if you hate something, it's probably because you're not very good at it, yeah. I always think. so if you smash it, yeah. and then yeah. you end up liking it. Yeah, then you don't mind it. Like, I remember I always hated thrusters, like, mm. literally, they were yeah, programmed, same. I'd be like, oh, God, no. <laughs> um, and now, like, I like if a program if thrusters are programmed, it's fine. Yeah, like, you're like, like scared of everything at the start. Like, oh shit, it's rowing. Oh shit, it's thrusters. And now it's like anything that comes my way, it's like yeah. I can do. I can do it. Yeah, yeah. Bring it on, bitch. Okay, I would. Um, yeah, I would just say for anyone that's starting out, like, obviously, I think there's a common theme with us in that we're all sporty. Um, so we all came from a sports background and that probably makes it easy for us because to be fair, like we've, de we had previously developed a level of athletic, a, a, a and level it's a of mental thing as well. Like yeah. you mentally can handle sort of getting under a physical stress. Yeah. Um, 
so it does make it easier for us. I'm not going to say that if, if you haven't done that level of sport before, like obviously it is probably going to be hard if you don't be prepared to mm. fail and be shit. Like. Yeah. But it's all, at the end of the day, it is all relative. Like we mm. still will do things in our health and fitness and it is so hard and we will fail at stuff and, oh, you know, yeah. we'll try and do oh, like it's not a, easy for us to work out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like every if you day. don't get it the first go, it's... So I would just say like num- the two of the cr- most crucial things are like find a good coach that's going to help you to develop as an athlete and I would strongly use that word athlete because essentially that is what you're aspiring to be whether you think that you are or not. An athlete of life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, seriously because, you know, movement is so important and integral to, to life. Like it's, you know, one of the most basic things that we do. Um, if you think about, you've got you know, one body and it's the only place you have yeah, to Yeah, if you think about kids growing up and, um, you know, they learn all these, these movements and these In things the and, um, I think it's really important to, to keep that going through adulthood. You know, you don't want to be able to lose running, running around and, and doing everything that life demands of you. Um, so, and you really can't make excuses either. Like you see these people in wheelchairs doing pull-ups on the rings, like so inspiring. Like mm. they're just. You know, they you don't do it with your two legs. They don't, yeah, they don't let it stop them. Exactly. All right. All right. That's a good chat. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Um, Have a good week and we'll see you guys later. Well, that's it for today, ladies. Thank you so much for listening. If you want more of our incredible value-packed content, you can find us through these three names, at Tone, at AllGPT, and at Kayla Lee Physio on Instagram. And guys, we would love it if you could please give us a five-star rating on iTunes or whichever podcast app you're using. And also leave a positive comment in the comment section. If you have any friends or family that would also love our podcast, we'd appreciate very much the recommendation. Until next time, girls, stay strong.